It's Caitlin. And Darla. And we've read the first half of Sisters by Daisy Johnson. And this book is literally divided into parts one and two. So we have read part one, which goes up to page 93. Darla, what have your initial thoughts been? Okay, so first I... What well at first I try not to have an impression about of a book at first. Like I try to give it some time. But even I would say halfway into part one, I think that was probably about when I texted you and I was like, what is up with this book? Like I just didn't, I couldn't even make heads or tails as to what was going on. Like I and it wasn't even just like you know, sometimes you're reading a book and you're like, I don't get what happened in this last scene. And you go back and you read this last scene. It was like, I'd have to go back to the very beginning. And I, I didn't have a chance to do that before this conversation, but I would have had to go back to the very beginning and read it again to really understand what was happening. It just felt like I was, um, everything just was very, it was very mysterious, you know, like, and I could tell the, the author was purposely writing it that way. It wasn't like, it just was like, you know, bad writing or something. It was like, okay, she's leaving these gaps. And um, it was more than mysterious. It was cryptic, I would say. It was very cryptic. It was almost like written in like code language. And then as I got to that three quarters mark, it all started to like kind of come together. And when I reached the end of part one, I was real. I'm like, okay, I still, it's still very like, um, feels like she's still playing she's, she's got like a certain style that is playing with us, but I, I'm definitely not as confused about the, the storyline as I was before. Yeah. What I about you? Very, Were you confused? I was so confused and I do not even try to not judge books in the beginning. I'm like instantly, <laughs> whenever I start a book, I'm like, usually if I'm two pages in, I'm like, I don't like it. Um, but that every was, book though, do you not like every book two pages in? Well, well, no, a lot of books I like, but if I don't like them and I'm 10 and I'm even just 10 pages in very often, I'll just put them down. I'll be like, okay, there's oh. literally millions of other books I could read. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was, yeah, committed to giving this one a try. And yeah, I felt like it cryptic is a good way to describe it because I couldn't understand what was real and what wasn't. And then I kept wondering, you know, this book was described like a gothic thriller. And I was like, I don't really know what that means. Does that mean sci-fi? Like, does someone have powers here? Like I was kind of waiting for some kind of sci-fi aspect to come up. And honestly, I feel like I'm still like, that's still a possibility for me. Um, But then I feel like the, the beginning was very, very cryptic. Then I feel like all the stuff at the house was very cryptic. Then when they did the flashbacks to high school, I feel like that was written like normal talk. Um, Like all of a sudden the the style of writing changed and it read quote normal, just more easy to understand. And so I got that part. But then at the end of part one, that scene on the beach, again, I was like, okay, we've gone back to very cryptic. I don't understand what's happened. What does she mean that she feels like she lost her virginity because her sister did like, what is going on here? Um, And yeah, I want to talk more about that scene later. So, but I'm glad that I did stick with it. And I'm looking forward to what's going to happen in the second half. Yeah. I love the fact, I love the fact that we're reading half the book and then, you know, pontificating about it and then (laughs) reading the second half, because for one, it's like, it's a real act of humility (laughs) to be like, (laughs) 
<laughs> this is what's happening. This is what the author is doing when we're like, have not read. Cause I'm assuming like you have, you don't read the like, or listen to interviews or anything about the author until you're finished the book. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. at this halfway yeah. point, you don't like go look. I am so I have no, no ideas. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So like, so it is kind of, it is, uh, you know, it's, it's funny to, because I think it's similar to like with sorrow and bliss, we like had all these ideas after halfway through the book. And then when you get to the end, it like all, all comes together. And I'm assuming the same thing kind of thing happens because otherwise the book probably wouldn't get published if something didn't come together. Right. <laughs> but, um, but it is, uh, did, did you look up Gothic thriller or goth, is it Gothic thriller? Is that what they called it? Gothic thriller. That's on the cover of the book. One of the little quote blurbs is you know says a short sharp explosion of a gothic thriller and it's interesting because i actually just finished another book that i'm reading for the podcast called the echo wife and i think that was also described as gothic thriller and no i have not looked this up because now i'm wondering like what is this category (laughs) right right yeah because it doesn't seem like it is sci-fi because it's like i think you would say like if she had powers or something like that that would be you know considered sci-fi Right. Right. Gothic thriller. I'm going to look it up while we're here. Okay. Good, good. Let's see. Um, Gothic fiction, sometimes called gothic horror in the 20th century, is a loose literary aesthetic of fear and haunting. The name is a reference to gothic architecture of the European Middle Ages, which was characteristic of the settings of early gothic novels. Okay. So it just has an aesthetic of fear and haunting. I would say that's true. Yeah, so I guess it's kind of, it's almost like a step down from an actual thriller. Like, it's not about a murderer chasing people around, but it's spooky and kind of scary and creepy. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's slightly different from, like, a psychological thriller. Although this one seems psychological, you know, like, the way that it's, I don't know exactly what the definition of psychological thriller is, but um, it seems like it's less, like, uh, blatant, scary, like haunted house, scary, and more like, um, like the relationship between the sisters is like a very psychologically strange relationship. And so that's what I feel like that's where it would be. It is kind of like, like frightening, you know, like cringy. Mm -hmm. What have you thought about their relationship September and July? Okay. You ready for this? Yes. (laughs) They're the same person. Oh my gosh. They're not two sisters. And I have read nothing. I have looked into nothing about this. So this is just my thought. So, the, and, and this is why I want to go back. I, I think I might go back and read part one before I read part two, because I want to see if there's any examples of where they're there it's very obvious that they're two different people. But if you think, if I think about it, right, unless you can come up with one, but like they go into the flashbacks and there's like the things at school. And sure, she talks about like September being in the room and September saying things, but if she's got a split personality, she won't, she wouldn't know the difference between September being in the room and September being in her head, right? Plus they're both like months. So it almost feels Mm -hmm. like July, and maybe September came to her in a September, like maybe not September that mm-hmm. year because she would have been too young. She would have been three months, but like at some point September came to her. Um, and then 
the mom, like the, in, in this, the, the scenes in the house, like when um, the mechanic was there, you know, one was like in the bathtub, sitting in the bathtub mm-hmm. and like September was in the bathtub and July was like in the living room or something or vice versa. But like that could not, that could be not real, right? That could just be her, that personality in her brain was doing that, right? And she, they talk about how like the kitchen is too small for all three of them to mm-hmm. be in. And I wonder if like, that's just because there's not three of them. And you know how her mom does all this like avoidant uh, behavior around September, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe July is really talking about the fact that her mom avoids this part of her personality. Like when she's raging, right? When this, when this personality is as a parent, mom hides. Right. When September's around, mom hides, but when July's around, mom's okay. And then that would explain the whole virginity losing in the end, right? Because it's like she wasn't in her body. She was in September's body, but she could feel it because it is her body. This is blowing my mind. And I think I really. Yes. Wow. And I would have. Okay. This is why I love talking about these books with people and halfway because I would have never considered this option. I think I'm a pretty literal thinker. I also am very like gullible. And so I think I just trust what I'm being told. Um, I I want to find the title of it. I read this great book once. And at the end of the book, you kind of find out that one of the characters was just like a ghost. Like the whole thing was a mirage. And I was just like awestruck. Um, wow. Okay. This is I was, so- wait, I was just thinking about a similar book. Do you, do you, are you fine with giving spoiler alerts for anything on this podcast? Yeah, we can give a spoiler. Like spoilers. I mean, we can give spoilers for anything. So did you read Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine? No, but I think I want to. We talked about that one when we talked about sorrow and bliss a little bit. And there's kind of a similar thing where it's like, you get to the end and you find something out and you're like, wait a second. Like, is there no hints throughout the whole book that that was the case? Yeah. You know, so I won't spoil it since you want to read it. Cause I do knowing the genre of books that you like, I think you would really read that. And that was such a good book. I wouldn't want to give it away, but it's the same thing. And I didn't go back and reread the whole thing, but I was going to, because I was like, it's just amazing how that was hidden the whole time. And you didn't recognize it. Well, I did reread it. <laughs> I reread part one, um, but not with that. eye. wow. That really makes me look at, okay, you know, some of these other things I had been thinking about of their relationship with their mom, for example, that it, it kind of, they played it out like, okay, September and mom, like you said, they're hot and cold. September, I felt like, oh, September probably holds it against July, that like July's the favorite. And July always was saying, you know, September wants it to just be us two, us two, no mom, but I want it to be the three of us. Like she's always dreaming about the three of them holding hands and doing things together. Um, and so this idea of September being this kind of like dark side of her would make sense that she does want it to be just the two of them. But okay. When, when she says the mom writes about them in her books, what do you think that means? Well, the mom sees, sees it, right? I mean, she She sees it as like a dual personality. Yeah. Whether she's diagnosed or not, like, and I don't even think it's, I, you know, I think it's like a a psychiatric diagnosis. Like, I think she really has this. Right. And so her mom, whether she's been diagnosed or she hasn't been diagnosed, my guess is she has. Right. And that mom 
see, knows about these two. And so she writes about these two personalities. Yeah. Whether she, in the books that they're twins or they are actually parts of the same personality, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she described the way, you know, the one character would be like reading and researching and the other would be like charging ahead or they kind of, yeah, described it as having these two distinct personalities. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the the other alternative, if that's not the case, is... Um, because what I was, so, so backtrack before, cause that kind of came to me at the very end, right? It kind of actually came to me, I think in that last scene where I was like, I, I, I had to, I reread that because it was like kind of hazy, which I think was the way that she wanted it to be written since they were drunk, you know? And so it was like, so I'm like, go back and I started to read it again. And I was like, what is happening here? And then it came to me, right. That I was like, oh, I think they're the same person. So, so that was at the very end of part one. So for the most of part one, one, I was reading them as two separate characters. And the way that I was seeing it is a relationship between two sisters in which there's this re- like ultimate codependence, you know, like a codependence that really needs psychiatric help, you know, um, and, and that they manipulate each other in different ways, right? That like September is obviously like the alpha, she's in charge and um, powerful and she's um, uh, unpredictable, right? Um, I guess she's actually predictable in her unpredictableness almost. And then you've got July, who's like the kind, the sweet one or the kind one or the one that just wants to fit in and just wants to like, and, and I, I had an older sister, two years older than me. And I definitely could see times where I was like, I just wanted my older sister to love me so much. I just wanted her to accept me so much. And like, I would just do anything to be seen uh, in her, you know, be seen by her. And so that's how I was reading it for most of it until it got to that, that part, which also is very applicable, you know, to readers. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this, this idea of them being the same person makes kind of the whole dynamic even more complicated for me because I was reading it the same way, you know, she just looks up her older sister and will do anything for her. And the older sisters maybe kind of a little bit getting drunk on the power and like likes being uh, above her. And September also kind of September is always a troublemaker. Like she's always causing trouble. And despite that, July has her on such a pedestal, doesn't see her as like this troublemaker sister. She is just in love with her. And so that's now thinking about, oh, if this is this other part of July's personality, how confusing is it that she looks up to that side of herself when it's kind of her destructive side? Mm, mm, that's a great point. Well, uh, you know, I think it, it, it probably goes back to or relates to how, the way that we perceive power in general in life, right? Which is like, like think about, um, you know, how we perceive power in the world. Think about what's happening right now in, in the world, right? Like the person who is the powerful person right now, one of the power the people we see as powerful, whether we agree with them or not is Putin, right? Like he's really powerful. He's very destructive. And I think we see it that way, right? When, when a country is powerful, it can create destruction in other countries, right? So we have this kind of, as our, as our theme, we, you know, 
I think it's kind of like, it's more than a theme. It's kind of like um, a basis for how we perceive power in life. And so of course she would look at that part of her personality and be like, that's the powerful one, Mm -hmm. right? That's the one I look up to. That's the one that's going to get places. That's the one that's going to get stuff done. And she, it seemed like every time that they shared some kind of dangerous moment, that's when she felt closer to her. And then that was a, a good thing. Every time September and her kind of did something bad, it was like, oh, good. Now we're closer. You know, I've been writing down. There was this moment where July accidentally cut themselves the box cutter and then September cuts herself, too. And the eclipse, they both, you know, took off their sunglasses and looked straight at the eclipse. The the time with the Wi-Fi, these chat rooms that they go into. Um, yeah, she was definitely... July was definitely seeing that uh, destructive behavior as powerful and like, gimme, gimme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's interesting. It's kind of like shadow work, which is like, you know, what we do sometimes in coaching is like where you, the the things that are like kind of the dark elements of you, what we often do is we hide them, right? We just like, we're like, let me just hide the things that I, if I really like gossiping, let me just hide the facts that I like gossiping and pretend like it's not there. Or I just going to, you know, divulge and then, and then I hate myself for it. Right. I'm just going to give in to, to gossiping and then be like, Oh, I wish I just didn't have this instead of like kind of embracing those shadow sides of us, recognizing that they are a part of us and figuring out a way to make that shadow side also work for us. It's kind of like that, right? That she's like embracing this shadow side of her. She's embracing this really dark, destructive, I mean, traumatic. Like we don't, re- we don't know what happened in the shed yet, right? No. And like, that seems like something that was like sick, like whatever yeah. happened there. Um, and so she's embracing that because that's like, you know, this other part of her. And, and I, I, you know, I think it's probably part of the coping mechanism of having the split personality because if she doesn't embrace that then what's the alternative but also that at the part same probably time. attacks her oh uh, yeah and at the same time i can't help but think but she kind of needs to like get rid of this side of her right which is like when you're talking about someone who has a psychological disorder like you can't just get rid of the other personality yeah I mean, there's treatments and stuff, and obviously we are, we are not doctors on this podcast, but, um, but you know, there's there, there, you can't just get rid of it. It's not like you can do, you know, surgically remove your other personality. There's gotta be some form of embracing it. I would guess. And I mean, if I've been trying to stop, I think generally I read novels assuming the author is trying to make some kind of point. And I've been actually trying to stop doing that because I, I think sometimes they're just telling a story and they don't agree with anything any character did. Um, but if that is what's going on here, I think that's a very powerful way to kind of, you know, to portray having split personality or any kind of, you know, mental situation that would create anything like this. As two people, like you said, like you can't just get rid of the uh, one other person. It's its own person. I just realized I had wanted to ask you, July keeps referring to this promise that she and September make to each other. What do you think it is? And now it makes me think the promise is like, keep me a secret. Don't let anybody know I'm here or they're going to think you're crazy. 
Yeah. The thing is though, that everybody knows she's there, right? Well, does everybody know she's there or just her mom? Oh yeah. Cause I guess you mean like, keep me a secret, keep the fact that I'm a separate person, a secret which so like keep the lie a secret. Yeah. No, like, like don't walk keep around the fact that talking about that- your sister September because, uh, you know, people can't know about or yeah. I don't know. Had you, I don't know if you had noticed that. I didn't really notice this until the second time I read it, this like promise they kept, she kept referring to. Do you have a thought of what that might be? I, you know, you had said that and I, and I, I didn't really remember that didn't stick out to me. Although one of the notes that I did, did take was on, um, uh, page, gosh, I can't tell 21% through the book. Page 39, it was, that was the day I promised her everything a person could promise. That was when they sliced themselves with the box cutters. Maybe it was kind of like a, I'll do anything for you. I'll die for you. I'll get hurt for you. Like I am you, which is true. Yeah. What's, uh, yeah. Yeah, that they could have, right. Because it was like, and especially since one of them did it and the other then did it, it was like they had to, right? The other one could not do it because they were the same person. So they had to cut themselves. What, I, I, since you reread it, maybe you know this better. So, what was the deal with when they were born? Because it says here, like we were 11, maybe a little older. So, are they supposed to be the same age or are they supposed to be like one, one born one year, one born the next? Like, what's, what's the supposed, What's their I think birth? I interpreted them as Irish twins. Um, like they, that they were born less than 12 months apart. And I haven't actually even done the math. I assume September was born in September and July was born the following July. September, October, November. That would be, yeah. That'd yeah, be that could, that's plausible. Um, yeah. That's how I saw it. And okay. September refers to, September says, oh, I was born in this house. And July is like, what? I thought we were both born, I don't know, back in Oxford. Um, but September says, no, I was born here. And I think she brings up the dad when they talk about that. I think July. Yeah, she says her, she as, and, the, and the dad were both born in that house, right? Because it was like their grandmother's house. Yeah, it was definitely in the dad's family. Um, and one of them is described as looking like the dad and one is described as being more like the mom. Yeah. I think that they're, I think the way they describe it is the mom is from India and July says she looks like that side of her family and September looks more like their dad who they don't say it outright, but appears to be white. That's kind of, that's not all we get about the dad. So yeah, he still is a very mysterious character. Yeah. Uh, how much more did you get reading it the second time through? Like, do you feel like you were like, oh, wow, that really filled in some gaps? I mean, now, of course, now that I've given you this new twist, you might be like, well, I didn't get nothing. that. <laughs> <laughs> Still missed the whole thing. Um, it did help a lot, actually. I feel like the story made sense almost on the level of a quote i keep saying normal book like almost on the level of a normal book um yeah and it it helped me 
like I reread and took notes on the whole tennis court incident because I'm also very confused what happened. What we seem to know is there was a knife. September supposedly was the one who grabbed the knife and a tree fell. And presumably someone is dead uh, or like very seriously injured. But also I feel like the way they're portraying it is like, okay, was it just an accident? Because part of me is like, well, if it wasn't an accident, why aren't these girls in juvie? (laughs) Um, If it could have been proved as like so outright murder, I'm guessing it's something a little more complicated than that. And what makes you think the person is dead? They just make it sound so ominous. And there was an ambulance, so we know someone was definitely hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I guess I've just kind of thought, like, okay, unless someone died, what's all the hoopla about? Well, I mean, it still would be a big deal, right? Like, if you found out your teenage daughter was in a shed with some other teenage girls and someone had an, someone slit someone else with a knife. Yeah. That's pretty bit. That's heavy, right? Like. That's true. Mm. <laughs> Especially since like, it wouldn't probably just be one cut. Like there was some fight that happened or something, you know, like, yeah, you're right. Something like right now our brains can kind of, you can go to like all different places, right? If somebody was murdered or there was a fight or they like, what did they do? Tie a girl up and torture her? Like, you know, like who knows what the like breadth of what happened in there is, but, um, my, what the, the part that feels really incomplete to me at this point is why, why are they just free? Like if they did something, yeah, <laughs> whether they killed someone or they hurt somebody enough to get into an ambulance, uh, you know, they haven't mentioned anything like, trial or police right like they haven't really and or are they in hiding right now is that why they're not going to school well no so something i got from the second time around reading is i was kind of confused in the timeline they spent a whole two months in oxford before even leaving for this house after the incident so yeah clearly whatever they it's clear that they did something um at least to me i'm assuming they had a hand in something bad but i feel like Whatever it, however it happened, they were able to, like, you know, quote, get away with it. Uh, because, yeah, otherwise I would assume they like would not have just been able to chill at home, potentially not even going to school for two months if it was provable what they did. Right. So maybe it was proven to be an accident, self-defense, right, something. And then so then maybe they moved because like they obviously couldn't keep going to that school. And maybe it was like, if we just move and just kind of hide out, the girls don't, the the girl, right? My dad won't go to school and it will be like, well, the mom seems like avoidant anyway. So, right. Maybe she can't figure out how to, like what to do next. Was it, is it summer? No, there, is it summer now? No, I think school's in session because the kids that they meet at the beach are like, why aren't you in school? (laughs) And they're like, right. I know they they ask them what school. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I knew they asked them what, what, like if, what school they went to and they said they didn't. So I didn't know if it was like everyone's oh, yeah, actively that's true. in school it's not, right now. Yeah. Maybe it's not totally clear what season it is. Yeah. So it's just, um, so that's the part that I feel like is one of, even if this is right, right. If they're the same person um, and we've kind of figured that out 
part two still has mysteries because it's still like, we still don't know exactly what happened to this yet. And please, please, Daisy Johnson, tell us by the end of this book. No, because <laughs> if not, I don't want to have Vicky Bunches making it up in my head. But I could also see an author doing that, right? Like not giving you that full information. Oh, God. You know? well, I, I had written down, you know, thinking about predictions for the second half to say, I better find out what happened. <laughs> we're gonna protest um yeah i want to find that piece out and i want to find out like that what happened after that like why you know how they got away with whatever they did what they did and how they got away with it Mm -hmm. well now i mean it it better be that they're one person because if it's not i feel like something was really missed in this opportunity here (laughs) to make them one person (laughs) well and i was you know, when they, when it starts, um, the first, the very first chapter, which is like one page says September and July. And then all subsequent chapters just are July at the top. And I was expecting it to go back and forth between the two of them. And I have not read ahead. I wouldn't do that, but I have skimmed the chapter titles and what we hear from Sheila, which is maybe their mom. There's one chapter title called Sheila, then the rest are July, but like we don't hear from September. So that again makes me feel like that's some confirmation to your theory here. Mm. That we're always going to hear directly from, we're never going to hear directly from September, I don't think. Oh, there's a part three. Oh, is there really? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Oh Um, yeah, it's like really little at the end. Which is also Sheila and July. Interesting. Do you want to know how I found out about this book? Yeah. How did you find out about this book? So a friend of mine who moved from Amman um, was, we were like going through, I was helping her like clean out her house to get ready to move. Um, And she had all these like stacks of paper. um, And I said, I'll take them and I'll just burn them in like, my wood stove when we go to make fires. So you don't have to worry about taking them to shred and stuff like that. So I have this whole stack and I didn't get through it all this season. And I just kind of wanted to separate out. We just kind of like hastily did it. So I was like, I wanted to separate out the things that like actually should be burned. Like, you know, they're like credit card statements, medical records. Yeah. Stuff like that. And the stuff that was like, didn't really need to be burned, you know, that could just be thrown away. And this book was I started to see like, like a printout, like on eight and a half by 11 paper of like a book. And I thought originally what, as I started to read it, I was like, did my friend write a book and never even told me? (laughs) Um, And so I'm like reading it. Actually just this friend is in town for work this week. And I just saw her last night for dinner. I should have asked her about this book, why she had printed it out. But Um, I started like read like a page of it and I was like, this looks really good actually. And so I finally found the cover and found the whole book. And that's when I then like borrowed it on my, you know, or like put it on my hold list. Um, and so I should ask her what, what, you know, what her connection is to it, but that's how I just happenedly like happened to randomly come across it happenedly on it. Happily. That's funny. Well, it seems like it had a lot of critical acclaim when it came yeah. out. Yeah. Which was a couple years ago. Let's see. Yeah, oh, it's, no. It's, 
first published in 2020. So pretty I was going to say, it's pretty recent. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely not past its, uh, you know, like prime, you know, it's still new. Yeah. Well, so this um, little poem right before part one starts now has some different meaning. I'll read it. My sister is a black hole. My sister is a tornado. My sister is the end of the line. My sister is the locked door. My sister is a shot in the dark. My sister is waiting for me. My sister is a falling tree. There's a tree that fell at the shed. Uh, my sister is a bricked up window. My sister is a wishbone. My sister is the night train. My sister is the last packet of crisps. My sister is crisps. My sister is a long lion. My sister is a forest on fire. My sister is a sinking ship. My sister is the last house on the street. And when I read that the second time, I was like, okay, I still don't really understand what that means. <laughs> um, but now I'm looking at it a little differently. Yeah. Right. Because you could describe all of those parts. Like that's, those are all those shadow sides. Right. I mean, other than like my, the last, well, I guess the last crisp, crisp is still like a shadow. It's like, what's the end of something good. Right. Mm -hmm. Like everything is like, kind of like, it's either destructive, like the tornado, or it's like the very end, right? That last house. Mm -hmm. And she's, yeah, just naming this part of her as her sister. Daisy Johnson is 32 years old. That is pretty much my age. <laughs> and she's, this is her second book. Her first one, her first book, Everything Under, was shortlisted for the Man Booker Prize in 2018. Yeah, this says she was the youngest author ever to be shortlisted for that prize. Uh, yeah, other than Eleanor Catton, she says. They say. It's hmm. so interesting. And she's also written a bunch of short stories. She's won three awards since 2014. Wow. She's just like naturally, you know, it's like just in her. I mean, obviously it's really, it's also a, a, a not, not, it's not like it's an easy job, I'm sure. Um, yeah, she's making it happen. She's making it happen, man. She like <laughs> these are those people that you're like when like when you see like Taylor Swift on stage and you're like, yeah, she is meant to do that job. Like this is yeah. the same kind of thing where you like see her and you're like, yeah, she is meant to do this job. But also, I think, I think I've been trying to look at things more in the maybe like the past few years. Like, okay, they've been working at this a really long time. Like Taylor Swift knew she wanted to be a singer when she was four, so like she had a leg up on everyone by the time she was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, right, and maybe maybe Daisy Johnson knew she wanted to write for a long time too. Yeah, totally, and yeah, definitely doesn't undercut like how hard the work is, but it's also like so nice to see when people are you know in their true expression of who they are. Like this is mm -hmm. like she's because because think about it if she didn't do all that hard work to to write these books, right? Then. Like she could be doing a job that totally didn't serve her or us as readers. You know, she could be um, a life coach or a running coach, for example, you know, and then exactly. we wouldn't be reading this. Her gifts would be wasted. Her gifts would be so wasted. <laughs> okay. I want to ask you about one last scene. Um, I wanted to ask you about this anyways. And I feel like this is a scene that's, even with this new idea about them being one person, still is unclear to me. Um, and this is on page 78. 
Something is crouched on top of me as I sleep. I cannot open my eyes. There is breath on my face, hot, and the grind of what feels like fists on my chest. I try to speak, call for September, but I can't move. My arms and legs are stiff by my sides. I can open an eye, just a little, a blurred view. There's a figure above me, bearing down. Their face is almost almost recognizable, but then there is a darkening, and they are gone. And then later, and part of me was like, okay, this is all just a dream. It wasn't real. But she later says... My chest is painful, beginning to bruise. The marks frighten me, the splayed, finger-like shape of them. I want to ask September, but she seems pent up. I think it was herself doing it to herself. What do you think was happening? I, you know, that was one of the scenes that I thought about when I saw that, that list from you where I was like, yeah, what, what, how does that fit into this idea that they're the same person, right? Because when I read it, I definitely thought it really happened. I didn't think it was a a dream, especially since that part came later. And she was like, I want to ask her, like, why she was. And who did you think it was? You think it was September? Yeah. Yeah. That that was my idea, feeling was that it was like September doing that. But then when I started to think about it as like, could it be still be September if they were the same person? I think it still could be, you know, that like this very powerful, domineering, destructive side of her wants to kill the other side of her, right? Sometimes, or hurt her. Like the destruction and the dominance doesn't stop because it's July, right? Doesn't stop because it's just another part of her. It's still, she's still, she doesn't know how to, September can't control that part of her. So sometimes it gets, she lashes out on the mom. Sometimes she lashes out at the kids at school. Sometimes she lashes out at July. Um, And so I think, that was September trying to like hurt July, the September side of the personality trying to hurt July side of the personality. And I think the bruises were real. I mean, that's self-harm, right? Like she could dig her, she could dig her fingers fingers in or smack herself. Yeah. Yeah. To like get bruises. And, um, and so I think that she was like self, you know, self-harm, just like the box cutter thing was, you know, it was like, it wasn't like one of them did it and the other like was like, oh, well, I'll do it too. It was like, actually, she was self-harming. Mm-hmm. But then she needed to de- develop a story around it so that was easier to cope with than I just tried to hurt myself. Yeah, I didn't think about in that example that she would have cut herself once and then been like, oh, I'm going to do it again because September needs to do it. And that she literally cut herself twice. Let's talk about that last scene. For a minute, because kind of talking about what we just did of like, what was, even if we're assuming that they're the same person, there's still two parts to them, right? There's still two different personalities. So it's almost like we're still talking about two people. So when they came down to the beach, my feeling was July had a, like, had a crush on that guy. Right. And like, like, just like July had a crush on, um, kid at school, right. Ryan or something. I can't remember what his name is. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so like September doesn't have crushes on, on boys, you know, that wouldn't be a September thing to do, but July can, right. It feels like silly or weak or, you know, like fleeting. And so that's a July part. So July had the thing for, for the guy, John, but his Se- name was John. Right. But September was the one who walked away with him because September would do the bad thing, like lose her virginity on the beach, but July wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was another part where it was like, yes, they're the same person, but you still have to almost separate them. You know, just like the box cutter scene, just like the fingerprints on the chest scene. 
Yeah. And when they're on the, around, when they're around the fireplace, she keeps saying, you know, I'm, I'm making sure September's like right in my ear telling me what to say. And yeah, that's a clear separation of them as two people and, you know, obviously the same. Um, and didn't she also say like yeah. September sat right behind her? I think she like, did I don't put it that way. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't sit next to her, which would be, I remember thinking when I saw that, that I was like, that would be weird. Like, so I feel like a teenager would point that out, would be like, um, why are you sitting back there? You know, mm-hmm. going, going, gone, taken in a secondhand way. September is having sex. And because really two means one, I'm having sex too. I know we could both like fall silent and read the whole thing again. Like, nope, I going know. back to reading. <laughs> well, this makes me a lot more excited to read the second half. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So you said you hope we'll find out what happens at the tennis courts. What was your other prediction or hope for the second half? Um, that we find out what happens and we find out what happens after what, what how did they get away with it? Basically. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you and have any other also like whether this is real, whether this whole story that I concocted that July and September, September are the same person is real. It was funny when I went to go see, when I went to look up Daisy Johnson, you know, just to see like if she had written other things, it was like, there's like the articles right below, which are like, or like the questions, Reviews you know, like, and yeah. Or it's like the, you know, some question about September or sisters. And I'm like, don't look, don't look. <laughs> like I yes. really wanted to be a secret until I get to the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love looking at that kind of stuff, but yeah, you've, I've got to wait. I think I have pretty much the same predictions and hopes. I had, it was funny. I had thought to myself, I want July to become her own person. And I fear September will drag her down, which maybe still applies. Um, yeah. 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 I also, I don't expect their mom to get better. You know, she clearly is suffering from her own mental health challenges. Seems like she's depressed or something. Um, and I feel like that's probably just going to stay the same. Um, which wasn't that the theme in sorrow and bliss too. Wasn't it that like she had the mental health issue and then it turned out that her mom had the mental health issue too. And yes. Yeah. yeah which I mean, it's, is it, I think is typical, right. That it runs in genetic. It's genetic. So yeah. And in both, well, I mean, at this point, outwardly, the mom doesn't seem to, I mean, she's not helping July. So it seems like she's kind of ignoring it. Although she maybe knows what it is. Like you said, if she's writing these books, she probably is aware of what's going on, even though she's not really doing anything to help it. Yeah. And I feel like her, her character, we know like maybe 10% of her, you know what I mean? Like we don't mm-hmm. really, we don't know all the other pieces of like what she has done. Has, has she taken her for therapy and counseling? Is she, you know, is she medicated? Is July even medicated? Right. Like, you know, is there like, what, what has she done? Um, but assuming that we know everything that she has, like anything that she has contributed to July's situation, it is kind of, it is very similar to sorrow and bliss in that the mom, like knew exactly what, what was her name? I can't remember the protagonist's name in sorrow and bliss. Oh, um, Martha. 
Martha, like the mom knew exactly what Martha was going through. She like had the same diagnosis, but she just didn't want her to, if she got the diagnosis, she would not be normal. So she like hid it from her. So it's interesting to, to like ask the question of, does the mom know what is happening? What July, that July has a split personality and is just not sharing it with her. And I don't even know if I'm using the right term, like that maybe split personality isn't the word that like, isn't the way that you describe it, you know? Um, multiple personality disorder or something, but um, does the mom know that she's got that does and is hiding it from her because she just like in sorrow and bliss, she wants to kind of protect her, like let her have a little bit of normalcy. Does she know she has it and she's tried to get her help for it, but because of this really fierce September side, it's, it's, she's scary, you know, or does the mom, is the mom so avoidant that she doesn't know what it is, that she doesn't know what July has? Um, yeah, there's like, so I guess that's another piece of part two that I'd like to know is like that, the relationship with the mom, which it sounds like if Sheila is her name, do we know that Sheila is her name? I don't know for sure, but I think that's her. If it's not, so it's a new character. If we have a couple new, like a ch- couple chapters that are, from her perspective, that might be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, I really would like to understand kind of the whole family dynamic more. Well, excellent. I'm very excited for reading parts two and three. Apparently there's part two and three. <laughs> right. We will not talk after part two, though. We'll just go right through to the end. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to pages left. <laughs> we're going to go all the way here. <laughs> I know. I'm going to read this very quickly, I think. Although I'm still debating about going back to part one and reading that. I think you would probably enjoy it. You can skim it. You know, you can kind of, I think I kind of skimmed it for the, like more of the action things that were going on. Like I skipped the like long description of what was in the pantry, Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think I might do that and then reconvene for part two. And three. And three. All right, listen up. I want you to be on this podcast, like really your voice on this podcast. I want to hear what you think about the books we read, the music we talk about, all of it. If you sign up for my newsletter, you can find out ahead of time what books, music, or other topics we'll be discussing on upcoming episodes. And then you can either submit audio messages that I can play on the podcast, or I might actually bring you on as a co-host for a full episode. Hearing from you makes this so much more fun for me. So please wiggle out of your little shell and take the first step by signing up for my newsletter at donttalktomepod.com. Oh, and you know that thing they all say about, please leave me a review? It would be really cool if you did that. So give it a thought. Thanks. Talk to you next week.